0: And welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we are going to recap and discuss two movies, actually. Pygmalion, which was released in 1938. It was nominated for four Academy Awards, won one. And its musical complement, My Fair Lady, which was released in 1964 and won eight Academy Awards. And so, as you can imagine, these movies are definitely considered classics in some circles. But today we will determine whether it is a classic from the right perspective. We'll do a recap and then we'll discuss plot and direction, characters and acting, cinematography, sound of music, and then we will take a vote using a voting symbol that we will pick especially for this discussion. But let's start with intros. Kick us off,
1: bro.
2: Hello, I'm Aubrey Wright, I'm the oldest.
1: I'm Jania Wright, I'm the middle. I'm Brittany Wright. And I'm the youngest. Clearly. Get into it. Clearly. Get into it. Hello.
0: <laughs> oh, y'all. Y'all, I have to say, doing, doing this duo was so fun. I, I really enjoyed watching these two movies. It was yeah. fun to do them together. And I had so many ideas for potential voting symbols. I had to narrow it down to four. Oh, no. And that's like that was hard work.
2: All right, let's go. Okay, rapid. Rap, rap. I, I want. It. I want them in rhythm. Rapid okay. fire r- rhythm.
0: Unfortunately, they have to be shared with context.
2: <laughs> no. I was trying to save you, everybody, podcast <laughs> I was trying. I tried.
0: I <laughs> the first uh-huh. idea is a uh-huh. flower bundle because. Because that's how the whole thing starts. She's out selling flowers, a little bundle of flowers. The second one is a fancy hat. Because that to me was um, really symbolic of how they were like um, showing fancy women. All the fancy women had on hats. And so when she became a lady, it was her like having on a hat and really being dressed up. So I think the hat was really symbolic. And then the third one I actually really like, which is Taxi. Because, um, especially in Pygmalion, but uh, actually in, in *My Fair Lady* too, there was something about her riding in a taxi that was her way to kind of say to people, "Listen, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, any old person. I came here in a taxi." Like she kept emphasizing, like taxi rides is a symbol of like I'm fancy. Um, so taxi, and then the fourth one. And, and, and if we were forced to, to narrow to one, this is the one I would recommend it. It is a gramophone. Cause don't you think of the gramophone when you think of the therapy that he put her through
2: I... trying to teach, teach her phonetics?
0: <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. It's, well, like, I got, it's the I,
0: image that I, comes to my mind.
2: I gotta say that you're four for four. I, I like all of them, which is, which is highly unusual. <laughs> Cause it's usually, it's usually zero. it usually would be zero for four, but the February
1: I, 6th at 8 23 AM.
2: <laughs> oh my God. I think the grammar phone is, four. I think the grammar is a little, is a little of a stretch, okay. but just, just because it's, it's very obscure, but even on the Janaya obscureness scale, <laughs> <laughs> this one is very low. It is very low. Very, very low. And but I my two cents, I like the flower. Just because yeah. I really feel like that was the beginning and the end. Yes, it you know, was. Because because she was worried of, like when she started at the end, that, that whole um I can't think of the word, but when you're having that, when you're having to confront something you know, that reality of her having nowhere to go. And so yes. she, you know, she was just thinking yes. of it in the context of being a flower girl. So so I like that one. What do you what think, about sis? You?
1: I was thinking the gramophone, but I was also thinking Professor Higgins' slippers. Oh, sis. I think you, that's good. That's
0: really good. The slippers are a are such a symbol of their relationship dynamic. I mean, it really tells the story. But, but, their but dynamic.
2: I know, but there's there's yes, it does in their dynamic. But there's more to her story, even though it's centered. Yes. On, She's still got the relationship with her father. She's got the yes. relationship with, um, uh, poor Freddie. Poor <laughs> yeah. Freddie. Listen.
1: Poor Freddie, he is just- uh, We're loser. not gonna get into okay. it, we're not gonna get into it, but, but- As an adult watching this movie, I said, hold on, you don't have no job. He don't <laughs> need a job. And he's never worked in his life, I to take care of myself. I said, oh. I said oh. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she said that in this movie. <laughs> All, right,
2: well, what? Okay. All right, so, so, so but, but I think- I think we should use flower. I just because like flower. All three of us like that. Yes. And it's just one. And that it's so symbolic of, of like.
0: her identity.
2: Her, and she kind of bloomed. And identity. she bloomed. And she bloomed like a flower.
1: <gasps> We're done here. <laughs> We're done here. You, you <laughs> could press stop, and that was the right perspective. Yeah, that's it.
0: Podcast complete. <laughs> <laughs> because bro, you it actually bro that's you should it. you should take your mic, mic off its stand, drop it to the ground
1: because drop that it. was excellent. Drop it nicely so you don't have to buy a new one. Yeah, like they were drop pricey. it on a pillow. But <laughs> drop it on a pillow.
0: Actually, you know Play. what? Just do the gesture. Do the gesture <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's better. No, then nothing gets damaged. All yeah. right, let's. <laughs> Please put a mic drop in front of his face during that time.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord, <have> mercy.
1: <laughs> Okay, right. so
0: let's get let's go to the recap so we can get in here. There's there's like so much to do.
2: I, I, I know, yeah, I, I think, and I think we should go through the recap fast. Okay, because I feel like everybody generally, <laughs> but it's a we got to go through the recap. But there's just a lot to talk about. There's so much to talk about.
0: (laughs) Okay, so let's zip. So, but just to be super clear, the recap is covering two movies. George, George Bernard Shaw released a play in 1913 called Pygmalion, so a play. And then in 1938, it was adapted for the screen under that same name. And... Pygmalion stars Leslie Howard as Professor Professor Henry Higgins and Wendy Hiller as Eliza Doolittle. Then after that, in 1956, the play, again, the original play was made into a stage musical drama. And that stage musical drama was actually adapted to the movie musical in 1964 called My Fair Lady. And so in that film stars Rex Harrison as Henry Higgins and Audrey Hepburn as Eliza Doolittle. And so the story actually takes place in London and centers around a very poor flower seller named Eliza Doolittle. She's kind and good hearted, but she's also quite rough. Okay. For lack of a better word, her clothes rough. Okay. Her manner (laughs) rough. Okay, and her spoken English is double rough, all right? And it's so rough, she actually catches the ear of a renowned phonetics professor, Henry Higgins, while she's out selling flowers one day. And as much as Eliza is rough, Henry Higgins is arrogant and rude, okay? He is so arrogant and rude, he actually makes fun of her speech and appearance in front of a bunch of strangers. And when when I say makes fun of her speech and appearance, I mean <laughs> he calls her a bilious pigeon, a squashed cabbage leaf. <laughs> She's standing no, near no. columns and he says he says you are a disgrace to the noble
2: architecture of these no, no, no. columns. <laughs> right. So rude. He's not, no, just, just don't, the don't 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 <laughs> save him. Save
0: him. Okay. And so he he insults save her. Me.
2: And I can't believe you rolled him down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, I did. Mom mom her promise you, taker. Okay, I okay. promise you. <laughs> I, said to myself, I said, "Save them for later." I, save them for, okay. I was like, "I am depending on Janaya to write of all course of these I wrote insults them down." down. <laughs> I was like, "I'm not going to write them down," but I am cracking up.
0: <laughs> and they had <laughs> to go in the. Re- the reason I had to put them in the recap is just in case anybody doesn't know this dynamic, they need to understand the kind of man they <laughs> is. <in>. Okay. <Yes. laughs> And so, so he insults her in front of like a bunch of strangers on the street, but he also says in his own arrogance that he could teach her to speak English so well that she could be passed off as a lady. And in that moment, it was more just a show of arrogance, but the next day, Eliza shows up for lessons and she thought she could afford his services. Clearly she wasn't mistaken. Okay. And after a few minutes, Higgins, um, you know, after a few minutes of Higgins continuing to berate her, okay, and berate is, (laughs) again, an understatement. She doesn't even care anymore. You know, she gives up on the lessons. She starts to leave. And then in a moment of complete and utter arrogance, Higgins accepts her as a student, as a kind of experiment or wager with a professional colleague of his named Captain Pickering. And Captain Pickering, by the way, is not only witnessing all of this, but he agrees to sponsor Eliza's what we'll call transformation. (laughs) And their plan is to tutor her in every way, speech, social graces, dress, everything and then in six months they're going to take her to a fancy event and pass her off as a lady with the goal of helping her to relaunch her life as a lady in a flower shop or something similar but they want to change her station in life basically by teaching her how to speak and so both movies pretty much cover that six month period is pretty much montages. Um, we see Higgins practically torturing Eliza, okay? And Eliza working her butt off to try to please him. Pickering is there the whole time playing second second fiddle to Higgins, but he's at least kind to Eliza. You know, it's Higgins that's hurling the insults um, and using negative reinforcement to try to keep her moving. Um, but we, we do start to realize that, that Higgins is, is that rude To everyone, he is. I mean, his own mother doesn't like him around because of how absolutely rude and arrogant he is. But they cover this six month period of her kind of going through um, the process. In Pygmalion, they actually qualify Eliza as a phenom. They're like, oh my gosh, she's taken to the lessons so beautifully from the beginning. In My Fair Lady, they depict her as really struggling at the beginning. So that there wasn't much of a difference between the two stories, but that was one framing difference. And then finally, the day comes where they take her to a high society event and it is high a uh, society, okay? I mean, it's international royalty everywhere. Will she be able to blend in? Will they accept her as an equal? And guess what? She certainly looks the part, okay? I mean, this woman who had never taken a bath at the beginning of the story, was dressed Mm. so beautifully. We're talking tailored gown, rented jewelry. She walked and danced like royalty. She even managed to mingle without being found a fraud. In fact, the crowd actually thought she was a Hungarian princess. In short, she killed it. Okay. And Eliza and Higgins and Pickering, they go back to the house after the event and effectively wrapping six months of concerted effort, okay and with a completely successful event. And then, and then folks, as a viewer, your heart breaks in a million pieces because you watch Higgins and Pickering congratulating each other and congratulating themselves on the great job they did getting Eliza ready. No one even stops to say, Eliza, Eliza, your months and months of grueling effort were worth it. You know, it was like, she was a toy. They were just done playing with, you know, it was just awful and so eliza confronts higgins about it he can't even get off his high horse for a minute okay to even empathize just with the fact that she can't go back to her former life because she doesn't fit in there anymore you know and then in her new life she feels like a fraud and he doesn't care you know um even her father has been impacted and displaced because of his relationship with higgins Okay, and Higgins can't even understand any of this and is actually he actually calls her ungrateful. You know and Eliza leaves in the middle of the night and flees to one of the few friends she has made in the course of her transformation, who is actually um, Higgins mother. And so Higgins eventually finds her and she tells him off again, he still can't even hear it because he feels like the fact that he's rude to everyone, including her should excuse his behavior. And, you know, it's just, it's, they, they have a mo- they do have a moment where he admits he will miss her, but somehow he even turns that into a pat on his own back because he's basically saying, I'm going to miss you because of the woman I've turned you into. I'm going to miss that woman. And so he turns it into a compliment for himself. They go their separate ways, but that only lasts for a few hours. Before you know it, Eliza is back at his house. And um, in both movies, the movies end with uh, Higgins telling Eliza to bring him his slippers. And it is basically saying that she has effectively decided to accept him for who he is. And they never kiss, I don't think. but, But it's implied that they will bring romance into their, what I would call dysfunctional, you know, relationship. And the end. That's the recap.
2: (laughs)
1: Listen, this is one of those situations where it's like, oh, that's the only woman that's gonna deal with that.
0: And should anyone
1: only woman that's gonna anyone deal with it?
0: You know, so man, that ending. We gotta get there.
2: That's that's the only woman that's gonna
1: deal with what? With Professor Higgins.
2: You this know is going what? To be an interesting conversation. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Let's get into it, y'all. It is. Let's get into it. it. Is. Let's
0: get into it. I mean, do we want to start there with Eliza's relationship
2: with Higgins? Um, I mean, first of all, I, are we talking about? Are we just going to talk about both movies together and just you know? However
0: you want to do it. I think we could yeah, talk about so them both together.
2: Yeah, let's just bebop and scat. Let, let's bebop and scat. I mean, scat. with. with Within the confines of the, <laughs> you know, of the, uh, of the, of the structure. Right. But I'm just saying, I, like, because I, I'll tell you for me, this whole situation of watching Pygmalion and My Fair Lady has done two things for me. First of all, I think it's made My Fair Lady a contender for my favorite musical, which, has always been easily Seven brothers for Seven Brothers.
0: And we grew up watching My Fair Lady, y'all. That's what you need to know. This was one of our mother's favorites. And so we would watch it on VHS, two VHS tapes. Two VHS,
2: because it was a, it was a it long It has an intermission
0: in it. That's yeah. how long it is.
1: I was on the struggle bus. I was on the struggle oh, bus. Oh, I was. The, My Every Lady. time
2: I watch My, My Fair Lady, which it's available online now. But it hadn't been for, you know, until I think it said two months ago when it wow. was actually Our time online. Is great. Um, but I I mean I have this on DVD and My Fair Lady is never a difficult watch for me. It's never been a difficult watch. Even well, I mean, maybe back then when I was a little trying to act <laughs> like I wasn't as much into it as I was when we were kids <laughs> or whatever. But like as an adult. It's, it's never been a, a hard watch for me. And so that's the first thing. And the second thing is, it made me understand the purpose for a musical mm. because you, like on a, on a surface level, you're always, I mean, it's enjoyable to watch people singing and dancing. And so I would just think that was the point, but I'm just saying, I feel like the emotions of the moments were communicated much better in My Fair Lady, even though Pygmalion did it, fantastic. Yeah, but like, but like that whole song of th- there's a point where she's very frustrated in the training, and this happens in both movies, and in My Fair Lady, it leads to a, a song. Just you wait, Henry Higgins, right? Just Where you wait,
0: Henry, Ingers, Henry Ingers, Higgins, 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 just
2: you wait. Just <laughs> <laughs>
0: right?
1: so, you're speaking about her, Audrey Hepburn's voice. I was just listening to it and I was just wow. like, girl, woman, part, it, it, RIP cuz I think she's dead. You, her voice, oh. unmatched. I was like, this, this voice is amazing. Oh My oh, God. It was so beautiful. Timeless. I mean, Our and she's so
2: and she's so tiny. like right. If the camera actually
1: pounds, how much do you weigh?
2: Yeah, because usually with that, yeah, she you know, died
0: it,
1: in ninety three. Oh, oh for real?
2: Yeah, but mm-hmm. um,
1: she lives a long time. But I, but
2: but that? I also I also just want to say that look, uh, to me, my fair lady was everything a remake should be, mm-hmm. because Can you had the music to punctuate all the emotional moments Absolutely. That I'm sure we're gonna discuss. Which it really did, it mm-hmm. really did it in a great way cuz through the songs. Like even at the end, when he's struggling with the fact that look, I'm gonna be who yeah. I am, but I'm still gonna miss her. Yeah, I've grown yeah. accustomed to her face. I've grown accustomed to her
0: face. Yeah, hey bro, I'm so happy you pointed that out because that is exactly, we. Um, what was missing for me when we did West Side Story. Do you all remember that? In West Side Story, yeah. they it seemed like they were singing and dancing for the sake of singing and dancing. They weren't necessarily moving the story along. Janine, or elevating. I heard
1: your voice in my
0: head the emotion. when I was and watching
1: I, this. Yeah. I was
0: trying to explain <laughs> it and I couldn't, but that, what you just said, bro, they okay, do it yeah, that. in My Fair Lady. Okay. okay. That, every that, single that, song that, that, that it, it added value.
2: Yes,
1: it made sense. I, I thought about it. I said, "I hear Janaya's voice you this You're like, "I'm surprised." I heard that her. You, I was like, "This is it." I'm
2: surprised <laughs> that didn't come back to me as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that, and that, that because makes it sense.
0: did, bro. I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head. I cannot agree with you more. I mean, and there was something so in Pygmalion, they didn't really show that there was a love story undercurrent they didn't really say and in fact in the dialogue of both movies, they reference friendship, even in the the big climactic moments of like Eliza finally confronting him about being so awful to her in the entire process she says listen I don't even mean in a love kind of way I just want your respect as a friend um so they don't even explicitly say I am in love with you no one says it no one says there's no kissing um none of that but at least in um in uh, my fair lady she sings about it you know she talks about um in one of their they were dancing and she says, she says, I could have danced all night. And it's a yeah. whole song where she's sharing kind of like her internal dialogue. And that, and that, about ri- falling that song. The
2: yes, that song I could have danced embodies all night. The moment.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. And see, you it couldn't was... get that in Pygmalion. You, you know, you were you, you were making guesses. Whereas in in this movie, it was so clear that moment where, where it turned for her. And she started to realize she was in love with him. So and I they just, did, and the they did all of
2: this, and they did all of this without changing the story. Right. That's the other thing I really loved about it. The only yeah. thing that was, just, the only thing that was a little different is that they went to the horse races in My Fair Lady, but that was better. The, yeah. the scene was the scene was better, oh, and so it it gave, the and costumes, it gave a y'all. better. But even in the oh. even in the scene, the story, the, um, basically before, uh, uh, Henry Higgins goes to the climactic event, he decides let's test her out at a smaller event, and in both movies they go to a smaller event, and the but the um I feel like the one was just a get together in Big It
1: was at his mom's yeah, yeah, was,
2: house. Yeah, it was just at his mom's house mm-hmm. get together. Eliza but that was by accident. Story.
1: She she brings her there, and the mother is like, "Why are you here? I got people coming over. You need to leave." <laughs> she was so funny. She she was so funny, and it just so happened that all those people were coming.
2: Yep, and he they went and over, she they went over the sa- now. and She told the same story, and she told the same. Eliza yes. told the same story in yeah. Pygmalion and yeah. *My Fair Ladies. So even though they switched. That and the story you, the story is that
0: her aunt's roommates very likely killed her because they wanted her yeah. straw hat. <laughs> <laughs> and so and she's and it's so funny because she's telling the story her in, in perfect highbrow English, okay? But she's telling that this gutter story, house. right? But, but even- but
2: even- Liz And her grammar was English. not right. That, like, yeah, the grammar was not right. It was like the diction was right. But the, but she was that still done using her slang. In, <laughs> that done her, and, yeah, that what done and,
0: her in would and, have done her in for a hat pin, let alone a straw hot.
1: And, and i liken that, that but, to but, now when I hear people say spose instead of supposed to. When they're like, you're supposed to do such as it. I'm like, I, I feel like that's not the word. I like that's not the word. <laughs> but I get your point. I, I get. I get your point. No, <laughs> I just. I just love that. I
2: just love how. Because oh, yeah, yeah. when, when we remakes, when we see remakes, when we see remakes, like a, a, lot times, a lot of times, a lot of times when we see a remake, we we want to just see an updated version. Like, like sometimes yes. you see an old movie and you would be like, it would be cool to see what they could do in 2020. With, with technology
0: this. or with something. This,
2: yeah, with this storyline though. But then they'll change something just to change it. You're like, why did you change that? The story is good. Right? Like the story is perfect. Like you don't have to change the story. We don't wanna, you don't gotta subvert our expectations in this <laughs> case. We just wanna go see an updated version and I feel like Rex and uh, what her, Audrey Hepburn just knocked it out of park. They great kept the story the, the same. It
1: did a great but job, but they
2: elevated those characters, man. And because Rex will always be, <laughs> yes, because yes. he. Oh, and I'm all over the place right now. Let me get focused. I, I'm just saying, bro. You're, but love, you're talking
0: about the plot and direction. Yeah, I feel like you're, yeah, you're, just, you're you're hitting on all the pieces.
2: I'm just saying, I love how the thing that was striking to me is how they kept the story the same, yes. but they made it better while keeping it the same. And that's not even Pygmalion was already a great movie. Right. So you're 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 just adding these elements and then injecting music to. And color to, to um, you know, punctuate everything that's going on. So yes. I just love that about the uh, the two movies together, watching them together because I don't think I would have realized it as much without the combo. Yeah.
0: What was your experience like, sis, of like watching both of them together like this?
1: Um, I should not have started My Fair Lady at like ten o'clock at night <laughs> because. I was like, "Oh, I hate these songs. I want to go to bed." Oh, really? Oh, and, and, really? But I watched the first. Do you like any of them, or, or just so all I, of the I songs. watched the first twenty minutes like that, and then I I had to get off the phone. I mean, I had to get off, stop watching it for something, and I had to come back the next day. I was so happy that I watched it the next day because my brain was renewed, and I was <laughs> able. I was able to handle so that there was the a moon, song basically. every f- yes. minutes. I was able to handle that there was a song every five minutes. So <laughs> that's when I said that earlier that I was on the struggle bus. I was on the struggle bus. I said, why are we singing right now? It's just, I get it. You know, he's rude flowers what's happening. Let's just keep <laughs> it moving. <Put laughs> <them in laughs> but it's a musical. And,
2: it's, oh, and, that is
1: why, and that's why I said, okay, I'm happy I didn't watch this. I'm happy the first 30 minutes I stopped. I stopped every 30 minutes because I would have hated this. I would've came here like this today, <laughs> but I appreciated, um, I loved how in the beginning of Pygmalion, how they described that it was the Greek, it was a Greek mythology. And there was a person that built a statue of the perfect woman and asked the Greek gods to uh, make this, this statue come to life.
0: Pygmalion, so, Pygmalion actually yeah, was Pygmalion the mythological creature who dabbled in sculpture and yes. he made a statue of his ideal woman named Galatea. And it yes. was so beautiful. He prayed to the gods to give it life and his wish was granted. They and put so that then, in, in words and in written words at the top of Pygmalion.
1: So them doing that, I really appreciated that part of Pygmalion because it made the story make even more sense yeah. um, about what was happening. Because at this point, you really have a blank slate when it's coming to Eliza Doolittle. She's literally not experienced anything that is high class. I guess you and not even high class, right? Because her father makes mention of middle class um, and being ethical or whatever or moral or something along those lines. So it's not even about it being like just super duper wealthy. It's just her even just experiencing just these regular pieces of life that she's never experienced. So at any rate, I, I did enjoy both of them right now. Like I, I thought that they did a great job. The only thing I didn't like in My Fair Lady, I felt like she was struggling and then all of a sudden she wasn't. And so that part, I, I, but I just took to myself, thoughts. it's a musical. It's well, she had a breakthrough. She had
0: a breakthrough whenever she realized she could yeah. pronounce that the rain in Spain stayed mainly in the plain. That's what you have mm-hmm. to remember.
2: Okay. And that's how it works in life a lot of times. Like a lot of times. The light bulb the comes you on. Work, you work until you hit the, you know, you hit that, that turning point. Yes. And then after that, you're in your, moment. You're
0: in your rhythm. Yeah. I can yeah, identify with that. I can identify with the breakthrough moment. You know,
1: and so, again, but yeah, yes. but even to me, like in that moment, I was like, all right, movie. <laughs> <laughs> she just gets it now right. within the last and three and seconds. Three and okay. you
0: know, the, you know those moments where you need a win, like you need <laughs> a win and it's like you're toiling and you know, you're struggling yes. and you yes. just need any glimmer of hope or success or progression. I mean, we've all been there. You, it happens at work. It happens in relationships where you just need something. You need something just to keep you going just so you can fight another day. And when she got that phrase, right, the rain in Spain stays mainly in the plane. They were like, wait, (laughs) (laughs) she did it. And it was just, it was like a breakthrough moment and they turned it into a whole song. And I just, I loved that moment. I loved that moment because, you know, the other thing
1: was, oh no, I still loved it it was just that it was really quick it was a speech and she all of a sudden knew how to say the rain in spain stays mainly in the plane and i was like okay then that's a good speech (laughs) (laughs) and you know what and and the other
0: thing that they did with the music in addition to like punctuating these key moments these key moments that that move the story along it was that depth of insight into who the characters are, you know? And I think this is something that musicals will always have over movies that are not musicals. Because, you know, when you think about the amount of time you have in a movie to somehow convey the entire backstory of somebody's life and their entire perspective, but they're in a moment. Unlike if you're reading a book, if you're reading a book The author can use pages and pages and pages to, to give you the backstory or the, the, the perspective, here's where this person is coming from. With a musical, you get a little bit of an opportunity to do that. And the song that I'm thinking of in particular is in the very beginning uh, of My Fair Lady, where um, Higgins sings a song about letting a woman in your life. And in the song, we learn that he is a confirmed bachelor. And it's and it is because number one, he's arrogant and selfish. Um, although he has no level of self-awareness and doesn't see himself that way. Um, but number two, we learn that
2: he I wanna go ahead and disagree there.
0: Oh my god. Okay, we gotta we gotta dig it on that. In this song, we get his perspective on women. We didn't get that in Pygmalion. And Pygmalion, you know, we got a sense that, that he didn't think Eliza in particular was worth investing time in and that he was a confirmed bachelor. But what we got in My Fair Lady was that he has not found value in relationships with women. He just doesn't see them adding value even to society. He goes through this whole list of things in the song about how women are unreasonable in every single way. And in the song, he says, why can't a woman be more like a man? And he paints men to be like very reasoned and very rational and women to be completely irrational and and not knowing how to prioritize. And without that song, we would continue, I think, to think that a lot of it was focused at Eliza. When really, this is about his entire perspective on women that's playing out in this relationship. So that's another thing that the songs give you when they're done right, take a note West Side Story, when they're done right. They add that additional insight into like the backstory.
1: Which I yeah. wish we could have got even further into that backstory. Because I was like, How does your mom not like Someone you? Even you like were him. raised this way. And it's like, how did you become this person? Like what I, I don't, what happened I, don't think, in your
2: life? I don't I don't I <laughs> don't think he's cynical. <laughs> I think he's just realistic. You know, he's just he's just owning what his experiences you, know, Bro, so, you don't re-
0: think that man is cynical
2: well uh, let's talk about that song specifically and uh, i mean what which which line do you disagree with oh
0: all right i'm gonna have to pull up the lyrics now because yeah. you you,
1: done, you know what i don't you know we all know that our brother is a confirmed misogynist and <laughs> so no
2: no 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 don't say that on the internet <laughs> don't say that on the internet <laughs> Because that is, that's one of those things that will get out of control. Like,
0: okay. He said, I'm here's the lyrics to the song. Okay. (laughs) It's called, it's called I'm an ordinary man. Okay. (laughs) Oh, he says, he says, he says, I'm an ordinary man who desires nothing more than just an ordinary chance to live exactly as he likes and do precisely what he wants. An average man am I of no essential whim who likes to live his life free of strife, doing whatever he thinks is best for him. Well, just an ordinary man. But let a woman in your life and your serenity is through. She'll redecorate your home from the cellar to the dome and then go (laughs) on enthralling fun of overhauling. Let a woman in your life and you're up against the wall, make a plan and you will find she has something else in mind. And so rather than do either, you'll do something else that neither likes at all. Okay. I'll skip down. Let a woman in your life and you invite eternal, you invite eternal strife. Let them buy their wedding bands for those anxious little hands. I'd be equally as willing for a dentist to be drilling than to ever let a woman in my life bro what he is talking about
2: he his is experience. he's
0: saying that the the fact that he doesn't like to compromise is 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 somehow a man perspective
2: and that no 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 he's saying he doesn't like to compromise but if you notice throughout the movie he'll always talk about oh, oh yeah i mean you'll find somebody to marry you or, or you know, like he doesn't take away from what other people is doing he's talking about in his experience, if I bring a woman here, now she's trying to change my house, <laughs> which I have it how I want it. And now I have to, I got plans for exactly what I wanna do. If I but have a bro, woman in my he's life- acting like women are the only, like only women
0: ask people to compromise and meet in the middle.
2: He's talking about himself, Okay. And this is the subject he's talking about. <laughs> in this song is his interaction and what I'm saying is he's saying when I'm about I like doing things the way I like doing it. And I know that about myself. Right. Whereas a lot of men or a lot of people don't even they don't want to accept certain things about themselves that no, I like things being the way I want them to be. Well, and I'm just saying so he's just he's not because when he's saying like you, when you let a woman in your life, he's saying it colloquially, like 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 if you let it, but he's talking about itself to me pretty clearly because he's because there's so many times in in his conversation throughout the movie where he talks about society and how it works, and he's just outside of it. And so I I don't know,
0: I get it. You know, I see this and my notes have failed because. There were so many times in the movie where he qualified himself as being reasonable and having everything exactly the way you want it is not the same as being reasonable, but in the movie. It he, he, it, it's no but that's that's not you don't live on an island you, you're, but, you're, but you it, your life you, is in relationship with people, but he he feels like any any bending at all is is unreasonable. And he I feels- will
1: tell you this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, sis. I will say that Pygmalion didn't do what was his his head maid's name, Miss Mrs. Um, Pierce. Mrs. Pierce. Mrs. Pierce. Mrs. Pierce and Pygmalion. she was on him yes yeah, she was and she really was mrs pierce in my fair lady was his cheerleader and she and as was the staff because that whole song oh poor henry higgins you're up all night trying to teach her this song <laughs> Poor henry higgins he had created he's so to the point he cre- he has crafted a life where it is all about him it doesn't have to worry about anything or anyone else. And that to bring attention. a woman and to, and to come into that and to disrupt that ecosystem, it absolutely is challenging my perspective on that song because I feel like Henry Higgins, even though he was singing that song about himself as Aubrey has made that point, I believe it's a general point that most men feel that a woman is going to come in and just disrupt everything and, and ruin things. And so- yeah. It, it, it's so, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a general, I mean, it's no. a general thing, but, but it, uh, you know, it, it's funny though, because in the same breath at the end of the movie, he is singing a song about how he is going to miss her. And I think that the, we do not, this is the part that men don't like to discuss this is the part that men don't like to say, Yes, yeah, she's coming to this house and she's changing from the dome to the basement, but man, I love the smell of those flowers that she's brought into the house. I love mm-hmm. the fact that she's done these certain things that have made this into maybe a little more of a home, but there are certain men, but, but to say that yeah, out loud, no, no, no.
2: men don't think that Just like- they do.
1: And and because they're, they're, I was, I was, I was but, just listening to a, but, I was just listening to a comedian talk about it. But see what I'm talking about right now is not it's a it's a it's a it's not we. I would love to always and what I always make my statements say, I am not saying that this is for the whole right because also let's be clear there are a bunch of women out here who are not stunting men. They do not want to get married. They hate y'all just like they hate Henry Higgins hates women. So is they they're singing that, that song? He doesn't hate women. Or 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 their their value in their life disrupting whatever they have going on so there are a lot of people who feel that way about people so I, I will i will say that but for many men not all many men who have let women into their lives in this way or just another person to compliment them because i don't want to just say it's all men and women but for the sake of this movie when you let someone in your life that you're allowing to come in and alter some things um, or, or to just make compromises with, they enjoyed those changes. Um, they didn't know they would, but they enjoy them. So I, I, so I
2: just.
0: But, but, but I, I really got it. I got it. I got to just one more time. Try to make this point about Henry Higgins. Being. Having a low level of self-awareness. Okay. He calls himself patient and kind. He calls himself even tempered and he calls himself good natured. Now do, do, does that, and he, when he says these things, he's in earnest, like he truly believes these things about himself. Now that it, the, this is, this is a lack of self-awareness folks. You know, it's one thing, okay. He has his perspective on a lack of willingness to compromise but he considers himself to be patient. But it's because he's operating in this truth that says that if I want it now, now is the right time to have it. So if he's saying, if he's insisting that impatience is validated in his mind. Do you see? It's, it's, Mm it's, he, I don't know. I don't know. He's just so. Oh, well, now
1: I am not, I am not saying that he's not arrogant. I, I absolutely agree that he is arrogant and he is not self-aware. I also think that he's a narcissist. So ab- absolutely. Henry Higgins is 100%. absolutely a narcissist, but as are most men. And it's okay because society allows it because it's literally being created by white narcissistic men. And so if you say these things to men, they're like, oh my God, no, it's not. And it's like, but it is, but it's okay. I'm not going to do it. Why? Because we as women, we have been crafted Pygmalion. Let me build the perfect woman. We have been crafted to help men in their delusion. So that is fine. (laughs) It's I'm cool with it. I do it. Yeah. You know, that's good that you do that. That's great. Really in my head, I'm like, but because we've been crafted to let you do what you do, we're just going to let you do what you do. Cause that's what, that's how we know the system works. There's some women that are like, oh no, nah, I'm not finna do that.
0: And what, so. And what was so <laughs> twisted, and this is, and this is where, this is where it was twisted. Okay. It was when she told him off real good. Okay, and she told him off so good, and she told him off good in Pygmalion, but she told him off real good in My Fair Lady, because she added a song. She said- Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) They definitely definitely took everything up a notch. What a fool I was. Dom- what a dominated fool to think you were the earth and the sky. What a fool I was. What Come an on. elevated fool. What a mutton-headed dote I was. No, my reverberating friend, you are not the beginning and the end. There'll be spring every year without you. England will still be here without you. There'll be fruit Go- on the tree and a short bite the she tea. At the
2: end of the movie.
0: There'll be crumpets and tea without you. Art and will thrive it without she- you. Some have perfect Henry Higgins fashion. Look Where at the lady she? I
1: made you into. <laughs>
0: as soon as she stands up to him, tells him off real good. He right. takes credit for her clarity and resolve, and he says, "Look what I've turned you into. I've done it."
2: And would she, would she have been? Would she have achieved that if he she hadn't met Henry Higgins?
0: Bro, what? the point is, he discounts her effort in it. Meeting, yeah, that's, him, I, yeah. meeting him is not enough. I, I mean, him understanding phonetics is not enough. She had to that. learn it and not only learn it, apply it, demonstrate it, and and to do and be all tested. of this. And be tested. And be tested. Yes, yeah, so I agree. with flying colors. And he's saying,
1: look what I did. I look
2: did. what but I you did.
1: Can, you can take the gutter snipe out of the gutter, but you can't take the gutter snipe. You can't take the gutter out of the gutter snipe. Listen, because she was at that. but she was at you to re-
2: I feel where you were going with that saying, but I'm, I'm want you to, you i want you to I want you to write it down. The, you can take the snipe it.
1: out
0: of the gutter, but you can't take this knife out of the snipe. I want y'all to workshop that. I want y'all to work. Listen, it's Basically almost there. Trying to Offline. Say
1: that you can take the hood you can take the hood the girl out the hood but you can't take the hood out the girl okay thank you sis she she because that and that's what i said at the beginning when i was like oh she is which we know that there are many women that would deal with the henry higgins to just say they have a man in their life but when i say that she's a special type of person to go back to him i said oh this movie just would have ended with her not going back that would have been great because it it wouldn't
2: but it wouldn't have been reality and that, that's what well, I like about the movie. But, it, but I bro, feel like he, this.
0: He starts to compre- He starts to realize how much
1: he values her. Thank you. I think that that's the part that we want to dismiss. Oh no, we don't. We, walking listen, down can, the
2: street, singing. Can, can I, can I say? I, face. Can I say? Can I say one thing? Men of resolve are not absent of the feelings. They love women. They miss women. They um, can, they can have their heart torn out, but I'm not changing what I'm doing. That's the key. So it's not that he has, uh, in, he's not incapable of feeling love or missing her. He told her, I'm gonna miss you. He, he's not okay, but I'm not changing. So if it's you leaving. Well,
0: you know what, I'll say this. I, I just feel like it. this is where it becomes problematic that the musicals are written by men the fairy tale Cinderella written by a man. This is the Bible written by men. This is where it becomes problematic because at you're the end of the
1: true woman's perspective,
0: well, you're not allowing women to have equal agency in things. And so what, that's what, the problem. What, what you because, what'd you say, bro? What, what do you mean? I'm just kidding. So, what, what? so, okay. So what the, 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 so Specific to this movie, Mm -hmm. the message that we keep getting in movies all the time and in life and from our families is that the woman has to come around to the man's perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're, you're taught that your role is to adapt woman. Your role is to accommodate. And if anything, and there are the ways that we say it, the man is the head, the woman is the neck. So it's like, Even if, and we say it in all these different ways, what we're basically saying is, woman, don't assert outright what you want and what you prefer. Be uh, absorbed, become absorbed into the man's world and then find small ways to be able to actualize in in, in tablespoon bits in that reality by convincing him and bringing him along. I was, you know what the movie at the end, when she, um, when she, comes back and instead of saying oh I'm happy to see you he says Eliza where are my slippers he's basically just wants to make sure he so said, we're all on the same page said, nothing's the, changing where the devil are my slippers where the devil are my slippers it reminded me of the end of Greece. Do you remember the end of Greece, the whole movie Greece and we should actually probably do that one because that's one is oh, definitely a classic that is
1: my that's my favorite musical.
0: Okay yeah we gotta do that one. Um but in, at the end of Greece, the whole movie is like, she's from one world, he's from another. And at the end, the way that they're be to, able to be together is for her to come into his world. She takes off her little cardigan and puts on some leather pants. It's symbolizing, I let go of who I am to be absorbed into you. It's the same way women, we let go of our last name, take the man's last name. The woman is handed over. By the father to the husband in the, in the, in the American wedding ceremony. It's, it's just that I now pronounce you man and wife. It's like, we keep getting these messages that the only way you can be happy (laughs) (laughs) is, is to, 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 to give in to what the man, to accept the terms the man is offering. That's what I'm saying I I actually This is why
1: oftentimes women find themselves in situations that they can't get out of. And they don't see a way out of it. And it is because it is literally a culture. And at one point, women, you couldn't do anything on your own. You had to have a man. But now we live in a society where that's just not the case. And, And because on the side, what men don't understand is that generationally, women have been teaching their daughters, do not do what I've done do not be this person, um, be, be different, go out, live your life, then get married, have some kids. And, and then more recently, girl, if you do not want to get married, you don't want to have no kids. That is fine, honey. Still live your life. Who cares? No one cares. Cause kids are the worst. So like you're, you get these messaging and, and women are responding to that. And generations are responding to that. But what is happening is the same message is being given to men throughout the years and there's no evolution. And so now that women aren't like how they used to be, you mean that they're not taking you, not changing and being the same and you wanting to be who you are and not compromise? Okay, well, you're right. They are changing then. It's it, But it, it's uncomfortable for many men because I'm being taught that I am the sun, the moon and the stars and what I say goes and what I say is most important and what and I compromising say is logical. makes me
0: wimpy compromise makes me wimpy compromise makes me whipped compromise is like, you know, evidence yeah, of ev- was, evidence was, of me being less than a man.
2: I was, I was, I, was, I, I can agree with you in the sense that there it would be good to see uh in in media women finding other ways to be happy other than being with a man. I will agree with you there. I I'll agree with you there because if I had a daughter, I wouldn't I wouldn't raise her to be looking for a man. I I would just or a woman or whatever, I wouldn't raise her to be seeking out a relationship. I would raise her to be fierce on her own. And if she happened to link up with somebody who they like being together then that just happens but i wouldn't i wouldn't raise her in that way so i definitely agree in the way that her happiness lies within a relationship but bro,
0: par, part of part of teaching but i wouldn't her say that be, for
2: eliza
1: ta-
0: I part say of that teaching eliza, let's yeah. let's continue with this daughter this 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 person P- wouldn't part of teaching her to be well adjusted it would be teaching her to understand that Relationship is part of the human experience. In that, in order to be in relationship with people, you need to compromise and not feel like it is taking away from who you are. To to compromise a skosh? it's not making you less of a man or less of a woman or less of a person or anything. To compromise and find something that can work for
2: both of you. Well, I mean, it, it just depends on it depends on the circumstance. It, I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with compromising. I don't think there's anything wrong with not compromising. I think the key is knowing who you are. And so if you're a person who doesn't want to compromise, look, this is how I like it. I like this couch. I don't want a couch close to this couch. I want this couch. I don't want to, uh, I want to go to T.J. Fridays tonight. You want to go to Applebee's, so we decide on Red Lobster. So neither one of us, no, I just want to go where I want to go. And if I've recognized that about myself, to me, this movie was just showing an example of he's just, he's being who he is. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, if you want to be in this world, this is this world. And I'm not telling you that you should or should. I'm just saying, if you come to this world, this is how it's going to be. And what? It makes, you think about I... Eartha... it makes you think about Eartha. It makes
1: think about Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. I don't know if you all have ever seen that video of her yeah, talking about compromise. The and the quote she says: "A man comes into my life, and I have I to compromise. It. I love it. We must think I about it once. Right
2: like,
1: we must think about it one again." Eartha Kitt said, "A relationship it has to be earned, all not right. to compromise for." And I think that Eartha Kitt, in her making that statement it it was this woman coming out and saying why would i compromise my life who i am that's the right. things that i want the thing for a man but see the thing about it is bro or or for anyone who may feel like that's like a that was a pivotal statement for a woman to make because you're not taught that like you're oh, and can, we're and I i'm i'm saying that. that you know what i'm saying i'm we're saying that in 2021 As women, I I was born in 85. Like Mm -hmm. I can literally say I had to fight against certain mindsets where I have dealt with guys before because it was like, man, this is all I can get. These are words that have come out of my mouth. And so it's like you, as a woman, you are fighting against so much when in in just this this unlearning, a patriarchy. I agree. This un, I uh, agree. This unlearning, and so I, I see. I agree, hundred percent. I see. I see both of your points. Mm-hmm. Well, I see both of your points in the sense that, like, listen, Harry Higgins is saying, "Listen, you're gonna be with me, girl. I'm about to be like this." These are the terms. So get, This is well. This is there's it. another.
0: There's another man in the movie. This is actually giving us a wonderful segue to. You know, there's this, another guy in the movie, movie is so that oh, is movie very is so clear. In both movies that's very clear about what he wants, but he does end up having to change, and that is Eliza's father so Eliza's father um, uh, and only mentioned him very briefly in the recap, he is a drunk that um he is also rough okay the man is dead
1: be dead okay
0: and he does not have a real relationship with eliza and in fact there's one part in both movies where he like can't even really know what she looks like he he's not he's not present in her life um he his his they make him more prominent in my fair lady than he is in pygmalion um but essentially he ends up interacting with Henry Higgins for a selfish, a relatively selfish motive. He's like, Listen, I'm here, you've got my daughter, uh, she belonged to me, which again, he even even in like, if you were to just be as to follow the line of thinking that a daughter belongs to a father, he has not been present in her life. And so even with that line of thinking, sir, you're not checking this box. Okay, but he goes to Henry Higgins essentially trying to get some money like you got my daughter, what do I get out of this and Henry Higgins in that exchange, um, the father he ends up making all of these comments about um, class and morals and money and lifestyle and it's a, a, they, they aren't long exchanges, but it's enough where Henry Higgins starts to conclude that the father is some amazing moralist, you know, and what he's, what the father is waxing on and on about is middle-class morality. He starts to talk about the fact that, listen, I'm a drunkard. um, This is the life I want. I ain't up to much and that's how I like it. He's just like Henry Higgins. Henry Higgins is saying, I'm who I am and I'm not going to change it. And that's what the father is saying. I'm a drunkard and this is my life. And I'm and this, and i I'm, I'm rough and I'm in these streets and this is how I like it. Well, Henry Higgins sends the father's name to, to some American um, moralist. And that moralist ends up leaving money in his will for Eliza's father. And so Eliza's father ends up getting this significant regular income from the estate of this passed away gentleman and is now required to go and give lectures. And he's now actually become a moralist because Henry Higgins decided that was what he was. And yeah, I guess you're like, yeah, he could have turned down the money. He could have said, no, I don't want to do it. But practically speaking, he, and he talks through all of this, through the complexity of, of not wanting to make the compromise, but doing it because of many levels, it was a wonderful opportunity. And we watch him literally become middle-class, mm-hmm. which is the one thing he didn't want to do. So I, I really appreciated
1: that juxtaposition because <laughs> was it was like, like I got to marry my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and a that I'm going to marry the stepmother. And right. <laughs> And we
0: watched him. He, my he, he, he and, and Henry Higgins had the exact same perspective. I am who I am. I don't want to change. Henry makes an intervention and now the father's life has changed. So in his arrogance, Henry has now once again projected his preferred reality onto someone. And I want to point out one other thing about the father character, which I thought was really interesting and complex and I don't know if I would have picked it up if we hadn't watched both because it was seeing the story twice that made me realize it at the top of the movie um, Henry Higgins he says that speech. Is, is the thing that, that is the, the, um, makes a Oof. distinction between classes. Yes. And he was like, if you can speak well, you can, you can change your class. You can yes. progress in life just by speaking better. But what we learned through the father's story, no one taught the father phonetics. What we learned through the father's story is that it wasn't teaching him to speak that changed his class and changed his trajectory. It was money and it was someone who was already validated vouching for him. And so I just thought that was wonderful. That Listen, Henry that Higgins good. is all like this that- the way you talk that determines your class. But in using money and his own status, he changed the class of someone.
1: Listen, I when I heard them say, I leaned into the screen like, oh, my friend Lady's a little more deep is deep than
2: I remember. Yes. <laughs> It is very <laughs> deep. Like, and, and that's, so that's what I'm saying. Like, like they they, 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 they wrestle with oh. and it's such a it's such a unique movie in that way. Because I could say from the other side that there is a lot of uh, there are a lot of uh, stories, love stories that end in these ways that never happen in life, period. That just, I mean, so many of the love stories just don't happen this way. And so many of the love stories, uh, and I know that earlier we're talking about how women um, still don't have a lot of examples to look at where they were the powerful one uh, and, and that kind of thing. But there are a lot of movies where the guy has to do something to get this woman. There are tons of movies like that. But what I'm saying is, is in real life, it's been my experience, that doesn't happen like that most of the time. In my life, in my experience, a woman, what what she likes is just what she likes. And that doesn't necessarily always line up with what she thinks she should like intellectually. She just likes what she likes. Mm. And so I just feel like that was such a realistic end of the movie where it was like, because look, he's like, look man, yeah. This is what, this is what this is. And where was she at the end? Right. Where? Right. It was, there.
0: it was realistic, you, bro. It was, it was realistic very realistic. In a, it and was realistic in a way that, that to me is unfortunate. Well, it was because, I mean, because, because the so, so many times, I think that women will look at the options that they have available in a moment and say, well, choosing between these options, this is the mm-hmm. best one.
1: And I'm going to lock it. Listen.
0: Instead of saying, you know what?
1: Freddie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she had Freddie there. Freddie, who had fallen head over heels in love with her just because so she, he witnessed the incident that Aubrey was talking about, where she was really <laughs> telling a story using <laughs> slang, but pronouncing all of it well. And and they were trying to pass it off as small talk when really she said she she, and it was interesting that they said small talk in In the later movie. This is hilarious. (laughs) And and they were calling it small talk, but really so so Freddie just he becomes completely enamored with her. He's literally he's aimless in life because he's just like a wealthy kid. He's got nothing to do. So all he does is hang out outside of her house and write That's her letters two or three times a day. And he literally <laughs> writes a song about it, about being on the streets where you live. He's so in love with her. And, and so she, she's she got this dope what? here that don't got nothing going on. And she's got Doolittle who treats her poorly. And so she's choosing, and then she's got a third option, which is to be but, by herself. But he
1: also is secure financially. That's Doolittle right. Doolittle is secure financially. Well, the
0: thing that would make him This is what a lot of women have to go through. Freddie only becomes insecure financially by choosing to be with her. Because as long as he's sitting with his in his mama house, he's fine.
2: That's what what I was going to say is that yes, Freddie himself. But to me, it was more the the truth of
0: It was love in a way that would be coddling and supportive versus love in a way that was going to be hard with Henry. Henry. Listen,
1: it, did hey, look, this look, movie come out 1958? You said 1958. Let me pull it up
0: because My Fair Lady, because because th- there's a third option that she doesn't take, which is just to be by herself, by herself. And yes, and you, 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 along, you just you just you
2: just you just took the word out of along my mouth. That
0: is a better, more reasonable compromise.
2: That see, you Pygmalion was Pygmalion was
0: 1938 and um, my fair lady is 1964
1: 1964 she, when she says in that movie in my fair lady in the musical she says he's not used to working so I would be the working woman I would have to work for him I said oh girl I said now hold on now whoa but this is the truth <laughs> <Since> you can't <laughs> pick the, your double standards listen, you can't pick which ones the, you like no, listen. No, my mindset was like, so he's just that's not gonna work at all.
2: That's, be, that's he's just not going. That's because uncompromising men produce results. So.
1: But that, but see, but that's the thing. Why is it that now, if she does want love in her life, and we're just using these two men because this is what she has, she has to choose between living over top of something being the only one working because he doesn't understand work or being with a man who is financially secure and, but he's an asshole. But
0: he calls like, her where? a draggle tailed gutter snipe. Is he it? called, he called her a draggle tailed gutter snipe. He said, she, Oh, you're so time. deliciously low.
1: So horribly dirty. So, but this is the other part that Did you write down okay. on the one
2: about throwing her out the window.
1: <laughs> th- this is a, the only part that made me feel okay about her coming back to him was that there's not going to be peace in that house eliza is going to give it to him just like she did at his mother's house she's going she is bro i mean she's, she's never going to give it to him i don't have she's the one bro, do what you, about the window she's going to do what he wants but also she's going to let him know that you a piece of trash but I'm going to still do this. I'm going to go get you a little ugly slippers.
0: And that to me me is what makes them dysfunctional instead of functional. Because since the very beginning, even though he tried to act like he could take some credit for her resolve, like she never had resolve about herself before he gave it to her, she walked in the door when they very first met and he was trying to call her, um, (laughs) told her she was a disgrace to the columns that she was sitting in front of. She said, I'm a good girl. I work hard. You know, she was like, You're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be rate me. You're not gonna belittle me. And she even in their first encounter in his office, he's talking down to her and she gives it right back. She says, I don't know who you think you are. And so I agree with you, sis. She's she in word pushes back. And that and that's part of their dynamic, is that arguing dynamic. But in yeah. terms of her actions, she is complicit with the life that, he, that he, he wants for her and that he wants Absolutely. It in
2: it. But I, I think, I, I just think that because Bernie, that clip that you're talking about is one of my favorites, that clip of Eartha Kitt. And I love that because me and Eartha Kitt would have got along, I know. Because her whole thing is, is look, I'm me. So if, if something enters this cipher, And it works, it works. But if it doesn't, it doesn't. And I think everybody should be like that. Men and women. Everybody should be like that. But if you're the person who wants, like they say, uh, the person who has the least interest in a relationship will always control it. This is how it goes. So like if, if, if I'm saying this is, what I got, and you're saying you want to be in the world, then you want to be in the world. And if not get the hell, you know, get on with yourself. But you know what, how-
1: bro? I think that what's happening is that in terms of love and relationship, while well, what you're saying, it makes absolute sense. And most women don't get to the mindset of an kid, You're not even allowed, right? To get to that mindset until you're much older, right? Because you have to go through things to go you have to unprogram oh. you
0: have to you have to you have to really revamp oh. your programming, and it takes time.
1: I could literally not deal with a man, okay, because statistically, men's life expectancies are longer when they're married, and women's life expectancy actually shortens when they get married, and this is just the truth where'd,
2: where'd you see that? Oh yeah, I read I'll that pull
1: it up for you. I'll give you percentages' I'd be curious to to that.
2: That. I'd be curious to read that so because I, I heard read the you, opposite that well you
0: know name, people yeah. it people will there's always data available to support any right. conclusion that's that's those exactly. are alternative okay. facts one exactly. people takes one data set what's the other group takes
1: another data set. Okay. So okay. You're, I'm gotcha. sure you're both
0: right okay. so
1: cool. but I will say that I think, men are born or are raised with the mindset of no compromise. This is what I want. This is what I'll have. And that's what I'm going to do. As for many women, you have to fight for that. And in the process of fighting for it, you're being told, and I will speak specifically for black women because that's who I am and that's all I know. I don't know what everybody else is doing. Um, you're being told you're independent. Oh, that's toxic. Oh, you know what? Y'all are unreasonable. Oh, y'all yeah, want someone that's perfect. Did I say any of those things when I'm talking to you about the things that I want? And so I, I, I get it. It, it messes me up. I, I will say it like that because it's like. It's so easy to be like, listen, don't compromise. Don't do these things. And we have a lot of men out here right now capitalizing off of that. There are many men out here who are life coaches and they're capitalizing off of telling black women, you know what, don't compromise. Don't let these men do this. Don't let these men do that. All the while knowing this is how all of you are raised. Oh, I'll say the majority of you are raised. And you know,
0: and many, many-
1: Many men, many,
0: many black men that date that don't date black women intentionally, they will, they will talk about um, what we the word we've been using the word resolve, but like the resolve of black women they'll say, because black women are not willing to compromise are not willing to accept their terms. um, You know, they'll say it in different ways, but black women are less willing to accept their terms, they um, are less desirable. And so it is a catch 22 its a catch 22. It's like, once you start to realize that you don't have to accept the terms you become less desirable. Um, But, but then you also have an opportunity to be more happy. And it's a chain because then you you end up realizing, oh my gosh, I have the opportunity to be more happy, but there are things that I desire that can only come in, in relationship. And so I, I am happier without having to have these conversations but I want these other things and so in my mind I so just to use that example you gave bro of like I want to go to Red Lobster yeah I want to go to Fridays we both go to Ruby Tuesdays instead in my mind the ideal world is I want to go to Red Lobster you want to go to TGI Fridays let's go to one for lunch and one for dinner or let's go to one today and one tomorrow that's to me, the life that I want, or let's order in and get both. You get what you want. I'll get what I want. I, I feel like
1: Shout out to the
0: David. ideal way to <laughs> access a uh, chain national chain restaurants. Um, but also in life, I think the ideal way is for everybody just to get to, to, to not have to forsake who they are in order to be yeah. together. And it's when someone says, no, what I want is the thing we're going to do. I think that's where you get in trouble. I think there always has to be a conversation where it's like, how can both of these things happen? How can everybody get what they want?
2: Well I, well, I was, man, I was just with you up until that last point because in my mind, it's like, if that is what this person is saying, then that's just not the person for you. Move on. It's very simple. It is, it is, it is it's, it's it very, but, that,
0: but that's when it becomes the numbers game because, because at the end of the day, um, and I think that that is what, when you think about what was probably in Eliza's mind, um, you know, in the world she was in, she was getting old, you know, and, um, and she was, she late. was 21, she was 21, <laughs> but, but we don't even really know her age because the, the, <laughs> when she left, when she left Henry's house. After he was an a-hole for the last time and she was fed up and she got out of there because he couldn't, she could, they called the police and they were like, how old is she? They were like, about 21. They don't even know because that's how much they have not been invested in finding out the truth of who she is. The entire time that Pickering and Higgins were with her, it was never about understanding who she was. It was always about moving her into what they thought she should be. Didn't even I think know there her was age.
1: one time. I think there was one time when they got a peek into who she was, which was when her father came and got five pounds. Listen, that, that was, I think that that messed them up a little bit. Like, you're sell your
0: daughter? Him, him coming, him pounds. not coming. If if information about her life happened into the situation, it happened into the situation. They were never proactively wanting to mm-hmm. get to know her. They had even, even in terms of like the possible futures for her. Henry Higgins is the one that had said, you can be a woman in a flower shop.
2: They never said, she she did say that's what she, she did say that's what she wanted to be though.
0: Well, it was an option that was put out there. But then at the end, bro, after she was articulating what she wanted, she came Mm. up with other things. Mm. She was like, maybe I'll be a teacher. She took a moment to acknowledge that there were more possibilities, but before that, All she had was what Henry Higgins offered is what I'm saying. I do want to,
1: before we get too far off, I want to correct myself because I did, I Googled it. I wanted to Google it. Does marriage increase life expectancy? And this is from MPIDR. I don't know who those people are. And this is from 2010. (laughs) Being married raises the life expectancy of both men and women above those that are unmarried. Women are also generally better off than men. Worldwide, their life expectancy exceeds of men by a few years.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and that's one of those things. We could go on a whole other tangent about um, the things that women do to preserve themselves and why they do it. And, And yeah, maybe we have longer life expectancies, but a lot of our motive for the way that we preserve ourselves is not life expectancy let's just go ahead and say it so it's it's twisted out here y'all it's twisted well, but, I'll just but say, that's I'll why just this, say... these movies are so complex you know and i i wish i i kind of um and again nobody ain't nobody got time to do this but i kind of wish that we had actually read the original play mm-hmm. um because all of these are adaptations we don't we don't even know what the original play was we we um are watching a movie adapted from the play and we're watching a movie that was adapted from a musical that was adapted from the play we didn't even see the play so i mean i wonder how much eliza's father was in the original play you know i wonder um you know this this comment on um middle class morality and the undeserving poor that was, was that just, in the original play? It was so I don't good. I
2: don't know, but I'm just saying that was such a good speech. It was and, so good. It is the
0: actual monologue that's out there. And
2: that's 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 why this movie
0: performers felt knew like, that that monologue.
2: I just felt yeah. like they were doing they were dealing with real life stuff. Yeah, they were. And in this in this musical world, normally it's a fantasy. Everything's a fantasy, you know, yep. which is fine because but I'm just saying. When I'm watching this, I'm like, man, they are really, and it's funny. That's the other thing. The movies were very funny. They and were. I feel they like were funny. Rex and then and Rex and Audrey both elevated the humor. It's such good. Like Rex was just nailing the lines. Oh. Like nobody could be offended. Like I, it was
1: him. Like, like,
2: like. Rex. <laughs> Rex would be like, how? Oh, there are you like? Yeah. like, like what she was talking about oh, was at the so end good. after the after the ball, she was giving him, you know, the, the, the she was trying to figure out what the clothes she could take were when she leaves. And, you know, she had to give the jewelry back and everything. And anyway, she was just basically saying, look, like, I don't want to be accused of stealing anything. I want to just. Man, let you, her. What mindset. may I take? What may I what, take? What may I take? But let me tell you may. this. But when he was like, she ain't take enough. She walked like, out
1: one little purse.
2: And then one point, one point, she made a a, a, a comment about him hitting her or something. And I always like,
1: knew he was striking. He was.
2: He was like, strike you. I am wounded to the soul. And like <laughs> and the way he was, the way he talked about it. We can discuss whether or not he was actually wounded. But in his world, she wounded him he was just like it was oh. almost like he just it just took a step away he, like he, he can't
0: insists even. on people understanding the nuance of him but he doesn't want to understand the nuance of anyone else At and all. so he is offended when she doesn't understand what his boundaries are meanwhile he don't even know her age <laughs> You know, and it's like it's like you know And you've been talking
1: about me like a dog <laughs> since the day that, I
2: met you. And that <laughs> you was and that was like I don't know. that was also something that was interesting into the male psyche. Uh interesting side of the male psyche was when we're looking at these two men, we're talking about like she talks about Pickering a lot. And Pickering is the one who's always he's kind coming to, to her, he's defense. a gentleman, but like but the but the funny thing is. Is that when he was on the phone, or when he was about to call, and, he went, and, 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 and Henry Higgins was talking to Mrs. Pierce, and basically the conversation was, you know, you don't own her. He was like, "Yes, and I, I paid five pounds for her, <laughs> you know." And, but here's the thing: he said Pickering, that. Pickering said quite right, <laughs> which. I look, I, I'm just saying that listen, Pickering, I, but I at the end of the day, this Pickering in this didn't say it was laughable. Either. Like, huh? he never said he you did. did a good
0: job. He did, he did it, he, but, but Pickering is just polite. That's that. The that thing. Yeah,
2: well, that, that was the point I wanted to get to. That they, there are a lot of men who put on a veneer that stays in place most of the time, right? But, but when you, but when you have, see, listen. If somebody would have asked Pierce directly. Pickering. 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 If somebody would have asked Pickering directly about Eliza's contribution, he would have answered correctly because he would have put his veneer up. That's right. But but in the moment, so I'm just saying, even even the nuance of showing how it is that, look, a lot of guys who even say certain things and say all the right absolutely stuff, when it gets down to the real- you know they have sometimes even worse thought processes than somebody like Mr. Yep. Uh, they, they, uh, Henry Higgins, but it's just that they keep it. You know, they under, know how
1: to keep it under wraps. Exactly. Yeah, yep. so and, that's, and, that's as, so and as do
2: as do many women.
1: Many women, if people only people. Pe- listen, if if, if people Vegas. only us out here, <laughs> out here. I think one part of it, just to speak to the class part of our conversation, it makes me think about our conversation that we always had in the wire, where it was like, if this person was put into a different set of circumstances, what would their life have been?
2: Mm -hmm. And so
1: I think about um, Eliza Doolittle's, you know, just her life and her strong willedness and how she was able to really do things and do well. What would she have been like if she was already placed in middle class?
0: Exactly, exactly. And sis, you've given us the perfect note to wrap on because at the end of the day, a well done story allows you to continue to tell it. You get to keep thinking about Mm -hmm. it, you get to extend the characters lives, you get to do the what ifs and this story was so well told in both of these contexts that we get to do that we get to wonder what Eliza would have been like so with all that being said y'all, I think we've we have discussed all of the topics we hit all the categories. I I think it's time to vote.
2: Yeah, we 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 did a good about, but really we could talk about this movie. I feel like for we did not even talk
0: about you know, the costumes. I mean, like, so we don't even have time to really get into like. I mean, there's so the much get into. Oh my god! So I mean, there's so there's much serious. we could get into. But yeah, yep. Yeah. So so let's vote. Let's vote, y'all. The bro, I mean, bro, does and and we're doing the combo. Does does yeah. the movie combo, Pygmalion and Rife Fair Lady? Do they get? your flower bundle yeah they definitely <laughs> get my
2: flower because <laughs> and i'll tell you they get my flower combined and they get my flower separately mm. because mm. they were both funny levels they were both like funny it. the the not the i was worried that i wasn't going to be able to appreciate the first one because of my relationship with the we've been second. in my fair the lady our like, like, entire like, lives but but the, but the crazy thing is is that even though watching the first one, maybe appreciate the first one, but it also elevated my appreciation for the second one. Mm -hmm. So I feel like as a combination, because it's like, I could still, because I knew the emotions that they were communicating at certain places, I feel like it let me enjoy the Pygmalion better. So, so, So as a combination, I feel like they just play off each other very well. And to me, as a matter of fact, like Pygmalion and My Fair Lady, like they should be together. You know, it should, it should be something that almost like yeah, you watch the. It's almost like a a, a, a original and a sequel more than you know that. Yeah, theme. yeah, block just off like half you have, day,
0: but yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: just just like you have, <laughs> just like you would have uh, Terminator uh, or you know a movie that has two, you yes. know, Bad Boys one and two. You have them next to each other in your thing. I think that's how it should be. It should be like Pygmalion, My Fair Lady right next to each other. And I'm also writing a, a, a updated adaptation of My Fair Lady. I'll tell you about that. All.
0: What's it going to be called? What's it going to be called? My, my my bro, my super fun bro.
1: All
2: I right. Well, anyway. I don't, anyway, don't want <laughs> to put the idea out there because it's super awesome. Okay. I can't wait to tell y'all. Y'all
0: get ready. Get ready. Right Perspective Production. Get ready.
1: Buckle up. It's going to so, be called Women Better Listen.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's you know, yeah. Harry Higgins was right the entire well, time
1: <laughs> by Aubrey Wright such, Harry that's Higgins that's 101 such,
2: <laughs> such an unfortunate opinion of me and, <laughs> exactly. I such, and so I
1: will give not. this <laughs> I'm gonna give I our will brother give these, loves us so
0: much and we know it he just enjoys <laughs> our company and so <laughs> I'm going to give both of these movies say. separately. They do both separately get a flower bundle and together they get a flower bundle. And I agree with you, bro. They're so good. And they're also unique enough that they can always be side by side, even though they are the same story, same characters, they are still unique enough to be watching a marathon.
2: They are. And, and, and both of them make you get the other one better. Absolutely. Great.
0: They enhance each other. Big time. Yes, yes, and I want to just say, they enhance each other. when you're talking about casting, I mean, who is the casting director? Somebody look it up in the world. Because let me just say <laughs> the casting for both of these movies. Excellent. Eliza's father. Okay. Pickering.
1: Perfect. Mrs.
0: Pierce. Every single, the mom. Higgins's mom. Look, Listen, they picked, she the needed perfect, an award
1: for supporting care. Oh,
0: <laughs> they picked, they might've won for supporting. I didn't look at what, the, I can't remember what the list was.
1: Oh, Listen,
0: okay. the, the casting amazing. And because they, it, both stories were so well done. Oh, and we talked about this. We talked about the fact that when something is a classic, you forgive it for the ways that culturally you might disagree with it. And so yes, these were also two of the whitest movies that have ever been whited. And listen, you don't even think I about even it. You notice that? Oh, because you don't think that. about listen, it. okay. I was because like, man, we not even it in it the is.
1: background. We not at the. Theater. I mean, we, we ain't opening the door open. We ain't riding. We're...
0: We ain't pushing the horse I... buggy. We ain't even I... in the flat. I... 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 We don't even I... get of... the snipes. We ain't in there <laughs> at all. We ain't, we ain't even no snipes. But you know what? You know what?
2: I did. I did notice that in one that all the servants were white and i noticed All that. everybody but but listen this
0: was really in my mind class. i literally
2: thought i preferred it that way because if they had just popped in a black servant or something that would have bothered me so but I, see, I But, but, it but, but that would have probably been more realistic but
0: but 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 it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah, because that's right. our point yeah, the point right. is when it's a classic all mm-hmm. you can you can allow it to be what it is Mm-hmm. And that's why I would give this movie my flower bundle. Sis, take
1: us so home. I, I echoed just, you know, giving flower bundles together and separately. Um, what made it a classic for me was just that I believe it is something that if we played it right now, it would absolutely, it would generate this type of discussion. Mm-hmm. It would generate this type of conversation. I don't like when movies are just one thing I love when they're layered, even in in it being a comedy and a musical, it is layered and nuanced. And so Mm. I really appreciate that about this, uh, the, this set of movies, Pygmalion and My Fair Lady.
0: Well, y'all, that's it. The votes are in. Pygmalion and My Fair Lady are classics from other right perspective All right, <laughs> hey y'all we forgot to huddle we didn't even text about what the next movie would be but here's the suggestion and again y'all this is one of our loyal, loyal has watched has listened to every single one of our podcasts. um has recommended that we do t- a, t- a duo which is baby boy and boys in the hood and Ooh, Lord. he was We're saying that they're no by the black same people writer the black and director, <laughs> the same writer and director for both. But one is a boy raised by his mom, and one is a boy raised by his dad.
2: All right, sounds good. It's going to be
0: good. Are y'all up for that?
2: Listen,
1: all the right, question so is so you. It? Listen, Aubrey and I have both seen those movies.
0: Okay, I have <laughs> pretended to see. Those. I never saw. All I never right, let well, me let you go. You <laughs> never seen Baby <laughs> Boy.
2: Never saw babies. Movie Shout like out to B.T. I've played it on rotation it them, for the kind of last eighty seven years. I feel
0: like I, <laughs> yeah, I, feel like I <laughs> kind of watched Boys in the yeah, like, like on TV. But I, but I'm boys, but you know what? Like it was I'm always, glad to
2: be I'm glad to be forced to watch it because yeah, it's yeah. one of the you know I, it's important. I think it may be the only hood movie I never saw. But but yeah, so I'm I'm excited to do that, and it'll be interesting to see because it'll be the first time. So yes, let's do it. It's going to be good. Okay, y'all. Thank you for
0: listening. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next time on The Right Perspective. Bye. Bye.